Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Emo Marketing Show, we're talking about holiday marketing campaigns. Ho, ho, bloody ho. Now, just before we get into that, we know that at the end of this episode, you are likely to have questions about how this applies to you and how you can use this in your business with your audience and your market. That is why we created a free community called the Email Marketing Show Community. It's a Facebook group, uh, so it's easy to get to. All you have to do is go to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show Community. It's full of amazing business owners, thousands of us, all just chatting about how we're using this stuff from the podcast and email marketing in general in our businesses. So, Go to Facebook, search for the Email Marketing Show community, and we will see you there. He drinks too much when he eats. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he used to wipe Branston Pickle off his pork pie. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. How much is too much when you're having a meal? Like, you're having a meal, a full meal. How many? Like, what? So I have to point out, what I don't mean is alcohol. I don't mean, oh, that hypnotist, he's always sloshed whenever he's having a, like a Six sandwich. bottles of wine with a pork pie. Yes, that's not the crack at all. Uh, no, I actually just drink, so I drink obviously like Pepsi or water or whatever I'm drinking at the time. And uh, I just drink loads of it, gallons of the stuff whilst I'm having a meal. It's almost like I get too full. I know technically, biologically, I think the, the liquid is filling you up. But I like have to like wash the food down. I mean, that's bollocks, Otherwise, isn't it? I feel too full. It's a psychological thing entirely. I'm scarred for that. You're basically waterboarding yourself while you're eating, aren't you? Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly it. Um, so, Branston Pickle, I'm not a fan either. So, wh- wh- why was it on your pork pie? So, I like the flavour, not the texture of all them pickly bits, all the bits of, is it onion? I guess it's onion, is it? Um, yes. Uh, so, my mum used to like, you know, pork pie with a bit of Branson pickle. And uh, and then I was like, I like the flavour, but the crunchy texture of the onion's not for me, so I would wipe it off. But then sometimes there wasn't enough flavour on, so I would dunk it back in again and wipe it off again. And my mum was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I like the flavour, not the... I don't like the crunchiness, so I used to. So, that's what I used to do. I had a similar thing with pickled onions. If we went to my auntie Muriel's and there was a party on, she'd have a buffet. And it where have, is you know, this the, going? Those little jars of pickles. Yeah, pickled onions. Did you used to suck it out? Like I'd suck, suck all the juice off and then throw the pickle away. <laughs> I didn't put it back in the jar before I started. <laughs> I had a vision it. of you drinking the juice from the jar. No, no, no. Just suck it off the suck it off the pickled onion. And then throw the pickled onion away. What a waste of pickled onions. I have a friend, you just reminded me, I have a friend um, who, when I was growing up, they used to use the pickled onion, it's vinegar, isn't it? I believe. Yeah. That's what, they used to store that and use that as vinegar for like fish and chips or whatever, like for dinner. Well, there you go. Nice. What, what an idea. Working class roots of northeast of England. I know. And there you go. There you go. Hello. Every week on the show, we show you how to make more sales and earn more money from your email subscribers. We talk about email marketing strategy, psychology, tactics, and share what's working right now to make you more sales online. Making you the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Sing it. <laughs> Do make, now. <laughs> do make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player. So let's chat about the sort of holiday marketing campaigns. And of course, there are a load of these that we can talk about from the very obvious Halloween. Halloween to Black Friday, New Year's, Christmas, and literally, it's, I mean, Easter, there's flipping just, look, you know, Tuesday, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, Taco Tuesdays, whatever it could be. And I think one of the things 
this really taps into, psychologically speaking, is that is this idea of because. When people have yep. got a reason, it really creates that momentum and that it, that sort of instinct to want to go and buy. So in a lot of um, copywriting, people talk about uh, giving people that because. Hey, we're doing a discount because. And we often talk about, hey, you've got to like give them a reason. So you can't just go, there's a discount, be- there's a discount and that's it. You've got to say, this is the reason. It might be because, I've, it could be anything. It could be, there's a, I've got a tax bill and I need to pay it. And I didn't expect it. Or um, it's my daughter's birthday or it's my birthday. Or it could be anything. It's, I love Tuesdays. It's Tuesday, decided to do a special offer. And what happens when there's a holiday around? So let's just pick one. Let's just pick New Year, right? Um, there's often the New Year sale or something, right? Uh, especially like in furniture shops and things. I think people go, well, that's the big public because. Oh, you know, Prime Day. Prime created, Amazon created their own because. They decided it's Prime Day, right? And a lot of people, like me included, do a bit of their Christmas shopping in flipping October when normally, I'm guessing the reason Amazon have their Prime Day in the first couple of weeks of October is because that's normally a quiet time of the year for them. So they've gone, right, we need to do something to pick it up because it's no longer the summer. The kids are back at school, so we can't do the back to school. You know, that's another kind of holiday because, isn't it? The back to school thing. And we haven't got quite to like this halloween is that a big retail time probably not and they haven't quite got into um thanksgiving for the states and uh, christmas time and new year they haven't got time so they've they've manufactured a holiday which is prime date has even got the word amazon in it because they're making it bigger than themselves so these tapping into holidays is a great idea. A lot of people say, "Oh, you shouldn't do it. It's over. You know, it's over. Whatever, and, and it's competitive." We're going to get into that in a bit in this episode, but it's a really huge public because because people are like, "I'm saving for the." In the UK, we have a thing called Boxing Day, which apparently nowhere else in the world has. By the way, Rob, I think Australia does it. Oh, do they? Okay, I so think it's just us Canada in them. might have it. You know, because obviously, while they're all like you know, kind of like together in, in the whatever yeah, the hell we're we not America, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, we have the Boxing Day sale. The Boxing Day is the day after Christmas, isn't it? So we have the Boxing Day sale. People are like there, they're saving up. Oh, I'm not going to get you that for Christmas. My mom and dad used to do this. Like, they were like, oh, we're going to get you something in the Boxing Day sale because you'll get, you'll get more for the money. And people are like there with their checkbooks in hand if it was the 90s you know they were there with a credit card at, at their desk going right i'm gonna find something in the black friday sale how can you think about that prime day i opened up my um my amazon to go let's see what they've got show me the things you can sell me people are in proactive let me spend money mode which is the opposite of when you're running like a Facebook ad. Someone's scrolling through their Facebook or their Instagram. They're not thinking about, hey, I've got a credit card in hand, sell me something. They're like wanting to see fun pictures or little things, you know, fun things. And you do interruption marketing and, hey, do you want to buy my thing? You've got a lot of upheaval. You've got a lot of momentum to, to give to that person. Not the case when it comes to holiday promotions. Now, the other thing it does is it gives your customers an excuse to buy as well, an excuse to justify it to themselves as to why they're going to buy this thing. Oh, well, you know, it's it's Prime Day or it's, you know, this Halloween sale or whatever, and therefore I'm going to buy this now, and I, I should buy it now because there's a discount. It's a bit like there's a lovely bit of psychology around the sort of get three for the price of two thing. A lot of the time, people will go into a supermarket and they'll to buy, you know, a packet of um, crisps or something, and they'll go in and they'll say that they are 
Um, I'm just going to keep the numbers round, but they're, they're a pound per bag, or you can get three bags for the price of two. And you go, oh my God, I can have three bags for the price of two. That's two pounds. I'll spend two pounds and get three bags instead of one pound getting one. And people forget, they trip themselves up over the fact they were never going to spend two pound anyway. They were never going to buy two bags of crisps. They were only going to buy one bag of crisps. But because this deal was there that made three for the price of two, they've now spent a pound more than they were going to spend and they feel better about it by the end. So this sort of this sort of self-justification of buying stuff is a really powerful thing that we can use. And it's the thing where my parents never fall for it, but I always do. I always proudly self-justify to them why I've spent so much money on this new thing because there was a deal. And they're like, were you going to buy one anyway? I was like, nope, but there it was. <laughs> so this sort of self-justification, this excuse, and it comes with equally with you know partners. Rachel's always justifying um, horse-related purchases to me uh, as to why she's bought stuff. And she doesn't actually have to. I don't care. But like, she, you can tell it's actually a, it's a self-justification. She's justifying it to herself. And so holidays are a really good way to get a customers to feel good about their purchases not in a scammy unethical dodgy way just about the fact we're going to sell them stuff that's good they're going to buy stuff that they like and they're going to feel good about it at the end not bad about it at the end because of this holiday thing yeah so obviously there are some it's not all rosy in the email marketing garden when it comes to um emailing at holiday times because obviously there is an increase in volume like the highest um the highest email send day the most emails are sent on which day of the year? Black Friday. Black Friday has the highest email send rate of the year, and all holidays have a spike compared to the rest of the year. So that does mean that you are competing for people's attention in a sea of emails hitting people's email inboxes. Now, that means, I mean, just think about, for example, how many um, spooktacular deals you saw uh, around Halloween every year, right? How many times have you seen that, right? It's literally just so much noise, tons and tons of noise. So we're going to have to get over that, right? We're going to have to stand out. One of the things we're going to have to do is make sure that in the run-up to any of these holidays, your email deliverability is good. Some people actually get your emails. You're not, if you haven't emailed somebody for, like, since the last Black Friday, and you only ever email on Black Friday, chances are you're not going to get seen because you're going to get put in the promotions tab because Gmail and everybody else gets extra tetchy. Get, they put extra doorman, extra bouncers on the Gmail inbox and go, let's just double check everyone's ID today because it's an extra busy day. A bit like if there's a, a football match, football match on in town, there's extra doormen around just because it's extra busy, right? So how do you actually stand out in some kind of holiday email campaign? So the first thing that you want to do is make sure that you put together a dedicated offer specifically for this specific holiday. And so the obvious example of this is obviously putting together a sort of a Black Friday sale. Typically speaking, you'll see something where somebody's put this together specifically for Black Friday. But one of the things you've got to be careful of is that you're not just ruling out the same old sale every year, uh, the same old offer every year. You've got to make sure, and, and for every holiday as well. I saw this a while ago with, I can't remember what it was now, and I wouldn't name and shame them anyway. But I signed up to somebody's email list um, and 
basically their, their whole business model was trying, and I didn't buy the thing because it was a, a little bit more than I wanted to spend on it. And they were basically um, using every single holiday opportunity in order to try and uh, sell me this thing from a, from the same angle, the same discount, the same offer, but just the fact oh, that it dude, was Oh, dude, I mean, Valentine's you know that, Day, I'm not going to name and shame, but there's that T-shirt company who I really like their T-shirts, right? Just got into them a few months ago. I must get an email on them from from every week with a 35% discount. Every freaking week, 35% off across the whole store. Mate, that's what it was last week. There's no urgency. There's no, you're not tying it into anything. It's terrible. And it very quickly turns into the um, into the furniture store where the sale never ends, that kind of thing. But yeah, this this guy was like, it's Mother's Day, so it's Father's Day, so it's Valentine's Day, so it's Easter. So it was just the same offer every single time. And the truth is that you want to be in twenty, you know, in in the modern age of twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, and onwards, you really want to be more. Um, thoughtful about how you put the offer together create something that is a black friday offer or is a christmas offer or is a mother's day offer create something where where it is tied into the holiday in some way where this is not an offer that you're just going to rule out over and over and over again um equally take one of your things or two of your things and uh, unless you're an e-com store if you're like um if you're selling uh, you know membership sites or courses or something like that take a couple of courses link them together uh, and sell those specifically in a specific offer where the offer is like uh, nailed on you know exactly what it is people are going to get an offer on this particular thing or set of things bundled together and and, and tell you if you can it's not always possible i think it's really nice when some some kinds of businesses can relate it to the occasion great example not really in our world at all but um a great example is mother's day um, and a restaurant your mother eats free yeah perfect it's definitely, you can't rule out, hey, it's Father's Day, your mother eats free. Well, you, you might be able to shoehorn that in in a sort of funny way, but it's not exactly going to work. So is there a way you can relate what it is? So maybe if you teach some kind of meditation, you might talk about this is the one for the mothers. You know, this is the mother's, you know, me time meditation or something like, you know, at a discount or meditation package, something like that. It could be as simple as um, there's a really famous marketer has a thing called the mother of all offers. Well, if he's already got a thing called the mother of all offers on Mother's Day, if he discounts the mother of all offers, that makes sense because it's got that word in it. Try and have some kind of unity, some kind of relationship between what it, what's happening and what it is you putting together. You can't always do it. Sometimes it has to just be, actually, this is the Black Friday sale and it is unique. So one year you might do these two offers together as a package at a discount. The next year it might be two different things or it might be a different, it might be five things or it might be one thing. Like you do need to keep it different and fresh each time, definitely. So that's the first thing, have a dedicated offer. The second thing is to prep people for the offer in advance. You don't just want to spring it on people and let them know that it's coming. Instead, you want to start a little bit early with this. Um, there's a bunch of different ways you can do this. We'll talk about them. Uh, you want to basically tease people and build them up to the offer, showcase what's going on behind the scenes and build up their excitement so that they're sort of they're sort of cued and primed, um, no pun intended, Amazon Prime. They're sort of primed and waiting and ready for the day and the moment that the offer goes live. A couple of ways you can do this. Um, you could run Facebook ads uh, to a piece of content, like where you where you talk about something that's interesting. You build an audience of people who are interested in that thing. It's nothing to do with your offer. It's just about your niche. So if imagine you're going to launch a Black Friday sale and it's going to be about um, baking muffins, 
Um, you might do a piece of content about the, you know, the six different types of muffins you can bake at home. Great. You run that as a, just a piece of content and it builds people's uh, interest in you and, and in baking those six types of muffins. I am hungry now. Um, and then basically um, they will be put into a Facebook audience and then you can run those people into a waiting list to get them to opt in to hear more about your Black Friday sale. And again, this applies at Halloween or Mother's Day or you know your own invented thing like Prime Day if you wanted to. Um, you build them into a, a, a ads, you run them to ads to get them to go and opt into a waiting list. And then you can email the people on the waiting list, as well as emailing your own list about the waiting list, of course. You can email the people on the waiting list to show them behind the scenes in what your offer is. We've done this in our Black Friday campaign quite a few times where we'll record a video where we show them all the things that are in the Black Friday sale, uh, but we don't show them the price. So we just go, this is what you're going to get, but you don't know how much it's going to be. Here's how much it's worth, but you don't know how much it's going to be. And then we tell them when it's going to go live. It's going to go live at 9 a.m. UK time on Tuesday or Black Friday or whenever. Um, and you build up the hype so that people are ready and waiting for it. We even email our list for our Black Friday sale in advance a couple of days before and tell them, don't buy from us for the next couple of days uh, because there's a chance that whatever you're going to buy will be available on Black Friday as a special deal. My stepmom. Uh, used to go into clothes shops and she would go up to the, the shop assistant and say, I know you're not allowed to tell me, but are there any sales coming up? And quite often, just for the brazen cheek of it, the shop assistant would go, actually, I'm not supposed to tell you this, you're right, but there's a sale coming up uh, three weeks on Tuesday. And she'll go, oh, great, I'll be in then. And then she'll go. Um, so you you know, we'll, we'll just email people and give them the heads up. Listen, it's Black Friday. We are doing something for it. Here's specifically what we're doing for it. If you were going to buy any of these things, don't. Yeah, I love it. And then, of course, the next step is to actually launch that offer. So you're going to start off by building up the anticipation for the offer with some emails saying, hey, it's coming, and here's some previews. And you might do some teasing where maybe you're holding it, but you blur it out. Or um, or I've seen a nice one where there's a, a photo in the email. Again, photos and emails are good if they're to a, a add anticipation and curiosity where the thing's wrapped up or it's in the envelope or it's in the box. And you say, the, special, the thing we're going to have on special is in this box. What do you think it is? Hit reply, let me know. Get some engagement out of it. And then you're going to send a bunch of emails. You're going to send the email that says, boom, here it is. Nice short email. You're then going to say, you're going to send a whole bunch of emails. You're going to send e more emails than you normally would. Maybe more emails than actually make you comfortable. We do. You know, are we saying we love and are really comfortable with how many emails we send? No, but we're really comfortable with the results it produces, with the amount of sales and the amount of money it puts in our bank. So that's what we do. We make that trade-off. So you probably want a couple of emails every day of the of, of that offer, honestly. Launching at the, uh, at the beginning of the day, a little one later on saying, wow, bloody hell, this has been popular, so if it has been, and, uh, and, and then getting people over that, answering questions, and then leading up to when it closes on the last day. We're almost certainly going to do three emails. One at the beginning of the day saying it's the last day, one halfway through saying, whoo, it's nearly the end, and then one final warning saying it's about to close. Because what I would hate is for somebody to get to their inbox and go, oh, I totally missed that, and now I've got to pay a full price. That feels shocking to me. That doesn't feel nice or friendly. So... Yeah, lots of emails to make sure we're driving people towards the thing. And then what we don't want to do is be siloed in this thing. We want to make sure that we call, we call it surround the market. Surround them. And uh, at the same time as you're sending these emails, if you've built this custom audience of people who've watched your videos on social that Rob just mentioned, start running ads just to the people who've watched your videos. 
that means you're not competing with everybody else's big budget because you're only targeting the people who've watched your, your videos. You're, you've got you created what we call an environment of zero competition. You created this thing called the environment of zero competition in two places. One, your email list. Two, your socials, right? And now everywhere this person looks, they are seeing your offer and you don't need a massive budget. You just need a bit of forethought. So these... These holiday marketing campaigns, just, you can't wake up that morning and go, oh shit, everyone's doing a Black Friday sale, everyone's doing a Christmas sale, everyone's doing a New Year's sale, and go, I should put one together now. Honestly, you've missed the boat. What you want to do on that day is go, right, I've missed today's one, when's the next one? Because I'm going to get prepared to launch that campaign and use that day as the, the sign, that signal to start preparing, start planning, start writing the material so that you can go out all all, uh, all guns blazing on the next one. So uh, that's what you want to do. Let's do a quick summary. That's four tips in order to really make this holiday marketing campaign thing fly. One, have a dedicated offer. Two, prepare people for your offer. That means you may need to be prepared in advance, as Kennedy said. Three, launch that offer using great email campaigns. Uh, pretty much any of our campaigns inside our programs would actually work for this. We do have a dedicated Black Friday campaign, although that can also be applied to any 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 period as well. Um, and then tie in your other platforms. Get this working on ads. Get this working with your social media. If you've got a Facebook group, an Instagram, wherever your big social platform is, use that as well. Super cool. Yeah, I mean, of course, all of this depends on making sure that people get your emails, see the offer, and they click the links in your emails to go and check it out. And one of the things we've all have to fight against is people just scrolling past the link in your email. If they read your email and they go, oh, that was really good, and they don't click and go and check it out, well, guess where the checkout page is? Guess where the, the, the field is where they enter their credit card information? Well, it's not in your email. So if they're not clicking the links in your emails to go and check out your webpage, they can't buy. And one of the biggest enemies we all have within the email inbox is people not seeing your emails. And they not see them because, one, they blend in, or two, more often, they actually just become blind to them. They actually just scroll past them because they look the same all the time. And that's what we found was starting to happen. People's attentions are all over the place this time with pretty pictures and interesting things they want to do. So that's why we've come up with 12 different ways of dressing up the links in your emails so they capture people's attention and make them want to click and go and check out your offers. And we put them together in a lovely resource that's exclusive for you here as a listener to The Email Marketing Show. If you go over to emailmarketingheroes.com slash tricks, you'll be able to download that. It's totally free. Just put your name and email address in. You can download it at emailmarketingheroes.com slash tricks. Now, it's time for this week's Subject Line of the Week. Subject Line of the Week. What have you got? This one is, we kept the, we've kept this secret, in brackets, from you. We've kept this secret, and then in brackets, from you. Yeah, I love this because it's sort of um, the fact we've kept something secret is sort of an interesting idea. It sounds like you're building up to a surprise, but then to put from you in brackets sort of makes it sound almost sinister, like we didn't tell you about this. And of course, when they and get it, it kind of only sounds like only you. Everybody else knows about it, but kind of only you, which is nobody wants yeah. to be the butt of that joke. But when when they get inside of the email, of course, they're going to understand what you're talking about. So um, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a really cool one. 
It is. So that's this week's Subject Line of the Week. Subject Line of the Week. Thank you so much for making it through the entire episode today. Hopefully you got loads of ideas for running your next holiday sale. We're back next week with a brand new episode where we'll share with you more ideas that you can go and use to make more sales with your email marketing. But make sure you do hit subscribe on your podcast player or else you risk, you're risking missing it and would absolutely hate that. We'll be here. Hopefully you will be too. We'll see you there.